right. Welcome everyone to week five of the Founders Forward fundraising series. Um, today's October 8th. We are back with Jonathan Gandalf digging into his fundraising efforts for the juice. So we're about probably six weeks in now since we started chatting. So starting to kind of get some traction, figure things out. Jonathan, how are you doing and how is the raise going? It's going well, starting to get a better feel for what to expect and not expect, I suppose. But um, we're getting ready to kind of launch into a second phase of it where uh, there's been some introductions we've been intentionally holding back for a while um, until we had our feet underneath us. And we're about to go seek those out and try to wrap something up here in the next couple of weeks. Sweet. Um, and yeah, I just want to jump right in with before we hit record, you were mentioning VC speed dating, which sounds super interesting and unique. Probably few people have actually done it. What was that like? So that was an event that TechPoint here in Indiana, uh, Indianapolis hosted. Um, it was good. It was uh, definitely a different format. You know, eight, each meeting was 18 minutes. Um, and so there's only so much you can actually get to in that 18 minutes. Each meeting was kind of like, all right, this is great. I think we're interested, but can you send more resources and then we'll follow up? So it's kind of an exercise of extended introductions and then the follow-up activity. So we got some really great introductions. We're hoping some second meetings, but it's, it's kind of into that cycle of, okay, they're going to share more broadly, do a little bit more of their own research, and then they're going to reach back out or I'll reach back out. But it was a, um, efficient way to receive a lot of introductions that uh, were high quality. Did you know going into it, it was going to be all B2B software investors or was it one vertical all the investors fell into or? So the entire event had um, a lot of variety from the investor and the entrepreneur side. Um, what was nice is they did like kind of a matchmaking process ahead of the event. I, we ranked the VCs we wanted to meet with, the VCs ranked the companies they wanted to meet with, and then they did their best matchmaking exercise. So I think we had eight meetings of the eight. I'd say six were a really great fit for us. Nice. Two were, one was later stage. Um, one was actually earlier stage than what we are. And um, they were still great, like enjoyable connections and good networking opportunities. But I'd say there were six that hopefully lead to additional meetings. Nice. That's promising. We were also talking before the call about kind of the size of the round. So we rewind a week one, I think it's $3 million seed round. And you were mentioning that's no man's land. Yeah. So I, you know, I don't know if that's fair or not, but my interpretation, what's been happening some right now, and this happened actually twice this week is that that seed round's a little bit bigger than most Midwestern uh, VCs would like to lead and not big enough to be exciting to the coastal VCs. Um, and so it's, it's a little bit of this like no man's land of uh, finding a lead. We've had people that uh, want to participate in a seed round of that size uh, and want to participate in a way that's meaningful, but can't lead. So, you know, I'm, that's just one of those meetings just happened yesterday. So I'm working through kind of next steps and what to do with some of that feedback. Um, I could see a world where maybe that, no pun intended, but leads us into a co-lead situation um, or something along those lines. You know, obviously like there's always the ability to change the round size as well. I don't think that's right yet. As I've explained to the Midwestern VCs or at least the VCs who uh, have said that seed's bigger than they can lead. The reason our seed round is that size is because we're, we've got this marketplace business a little bit. So we're really 
building kind of two businesses as one. And it, that is capital intensive. And we have a formula. Uh, we're pretty formulaic in how we can grow the consumer side of the business. So that's what we're prioritizing with these funds while consistently growing ARR. Um, and then we'll hockey stick, I think, in the next round on the ARR side. So and that resonates with people. People get it and people acknowledge that. Um, they just unfortunately can't lead around that side. It's at least some of the investors we've talked to to this point. Got it. And then, so for those couple investors that have, I don't know if you want to use committed or have a, a lot of, if you find a lead, basically like lead dependent investors, how are you, are you still like communicating with them anyway, like on status of things or what does that kind of look like? Yeah, there's this, uh, my co-founder and I were talking about this uh, earlier this week. There's like this uh, needle you need to thread of like, if you update them too often, they're like, well, you've got too much time on your hands. Like, right. Don't update them enough. They're like, they lose interest. Right. So uh, for, we've got two investors um, who are both, I'd say interested in the like 500 K range um, that want to stay in the loop. So for them, we've got like bi-weekly meetings. If anything newsworthy happens, I try to update them, you know, adding a customer or reaching a milestone on the user acquisition side. Um, and so I'm really, you know, I don't want to update them just for updates sake, but right. I'm trying to use moments that happen in the business to reach out to them, you know, share good news, continue the thread of like, we're building momentum. Uh, we'll keep you posted and then checking in bi-weekly on a call. Uh, what's nice about one of the investors that is very interested is, they said, go ahead and send us the data room. They're going to do all their diligence, um, might have some questions and kind of knock those out a, ahead of time so that when we do have a lead, they can commit and move very quickly. So that's nice. Um, are they making intros to any investors that might lead or are they like being hands-on in that at all? Or is it more they're sitting back waiting until you have a lead and and we'll no, they, they're not making introductions yet, but we also haven't really asked for them through not the right. high alpha network and our own network. Like I, I don't know that we need more introductions. If we come across somebody that they're connected to, or we're in conversation with that they want to vouch for us, we'll, we'll certainly reach out to them and they've all offered to help. So um, that's something that could happen in the future. But again, we're very fortunate in the high alpha kind of system to have a lot of the introductions that we need. Absolutely. So then is the focus now or is everything behind finding a lead right now? Yeah. So again, unique to the high alpha model, we have a meeting with the high alpha investment committee uh, early next week. That's to kind of check in on where we're at. We've got a pitch deck now we're really happy with. We're going to go through with them one last time. And then I think it's going to be pedal to the metal. Um, and that's where we're going to start reaching out to some of the VCs that uh, we've been intentionally holding back on. Um, and so I think coming out of next week when we chat, that's going to be like, let's find that lead and then go from there. I, based on some of the conversations we've had to this point, I think it'll move pretty quickly once we have that lead. Yep. Um, that's the message that we're sharing with our team. So I think we're going to shift to that lead priority focus here very quickly. Yeah, we did a webinar with, Michael Rangel, he's the CEO of Novo, and they just raised their Series A, probably their third or fourth round of capital. And this round, the mindset was like optimized everything to find their lead. From day one, they just went out, found a lead, and then like backfilled from there, which I thought was super smart, but like easier said than done. Sure. Yeah. I, you know, I think if I were to do it again, I would have, and I know this is advice you even gave me early on, but 
were to do it again, you know, I would have, I think, been even more intentional, intentional with how we grouped introductions or meetings. Um, I, I, I would have been hesitant to reach out to the, some of the VCs that we wanted to be leads initially because I needed to get some at-bats and reps on right. pitching and some of the process things. Then you mentioned you have this formulaic approach to the consumer side. What has that conversation looked like? So with, I think, like a lot of pre-seed, seed investors, some love to see projections, some don't care. I, so it, people haven't been requesting it. For us, it is, um, you know, I think B2B SaaS, like a lot of people are interested in CAC. Um, we refer to our CPA on the consumer side, cost per acquisition. Uh, it started at 24. It was at 18 last quarter. It's at 14 this quarter. So they like seeing that like we have the experience and ability to manage that to a certain degree. And then it's, it's a really nice um, talking point for how we're going to spend the money that we're raising to drive that continue to drive that CPA down to $6 is Got our it. goal. And then it's, you know, th that's where it gets pretty like formulaic, you know, input output at that point. Um, so I, I think they appreciate that. Um, there's also the, as you mentioned, the, Hey, at this stage, it's all going to change anyway. Um, we talked, uh, to an investor yesterday who was looking at our financial model and he, he like took all revenue out of it. Uh, he was like, I, you know, let's say you get 50% of the revenue that's in this. <laughs> and let's say you get 0% of the revenue that's in this. Like he was literally looking at it, um, like that. So that's I, which is. Yeah, which I I appreciate like that kind of um, flexibility and just like vulnerability of like, hey, it's early, all of this is going to change, but what are the what are the lines you're going to try to color inside of? He mentioned that in the hiring plan too. He's like, I see you have this, but he's like, it's really all just guardrails. You're going to hire within this hiring plan and move pieces around. So. I really appreciated kind of that perspective and flexibility. Yeah, that that makes sense. Because I would say of the 10 investors we just interviewed for the podcast, like eight of them probably were like, yeah, I like to see financials. Don't really care what they say. I just want to know how you're thinking about your business, basically. The so, other like really funny story from that conversation when he was looking at our financials and this may be a cautionary tale to everyone. Don't hide tabs. He's like, the first thing I always do is unhide tabs. <laughs> and see like what's hiding in the uh, financial spreadsheet. We actually had one. It was accidental. Fortunately, it was nothing uh, embarrassing, but uh, we had like an investor profile tab that was like kind of the, the attributes we were looking for in our investors. Fortunately, they fit that. And like I said, there's nothing like nefarious in it. Yeah. But that led into some fun stories about things he has found in hidden tabs. It's got to be probably a good signal that your hidden sheet was your investor profile that they fit it, like shows you have a a good process and like thought you're being thoughtful behind the entire thing, which is so, probably a good thing. I feel like. Yeah, this was completely accidental, but um, we had a it, super like inside baseball here, but uh, we had in that investor profile, we also had some like specific angel investors, like called out by name in that. One of those angel investors was actually a CEO at a company they had invested in and he knows really well. So like super small world, but it actually like ended up working out in our favor, but it was just, it was a fun conversation and uh, something we then checked all of our other spreadsheets in our data room, make sure there were no uh, hidden tabs. Love that. Um, all right. Last question. Confidence level. 
one to 10. I think we started at six and I think gradually got up to 6.75. So where are we at? Um, we'll keep going. We're at seven. All right. Love it. Headed then, in the right direction. Yeah. We've got a few investors who I think once we have a lead, uh, we'll be on board. Um, so I think hopefully next week we've got a pitch deck now we're extremely confident in. I think we're about to go full speed, pour some gas on the fire. Love it. Perfect. Thanks again for taking the time to chat.